Hello, hello. Hey, up. What's up? What's good? Que cosa sucede? Ni hao, privyet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. We have a lovely show for you today with a fantastic guest. Canadian athlete Aaron Teschuk joins the show. Aaron represented Canada at the 2016 Olympics in steeplechase. Additionally, Aaron was a seven-time All-American at North Dakota State. She's a New Balance athlete and is also a running coach, and she's in training for the 2021 Olympics. On today's episode, Aaron reflects about her time at North Dakota State and how that helped lay the foundation for her future as a competitive athlete. Aaron chats about the 2016 Olympic Games and how she's adapted her training without a regular competition schedule. Really enjoyed my conversation with Aaron. She's a gifted athlete but also has a very bright mind, which made for a delightful conversation and I was completely energized afterwards. I'm excited to watch her athletic career continue in 2021. She has an indomitable spirit that no doubt will lead her to many successes and podium finishes. Thrilled for everyone to meet her, so let's go ahead and bring on Canadian Olympian Aaron Teschuk and let's learn. Steeplechase is not the most common of track events. So what sports did you first compete in when you were young? And then when did you find yourself first competing in steeplechase? Yeah. So when I was younger, I did a bunch of different sports. I played soccer. I even did a little bit of figure skating. I started track when I was in about ninth grade um, and was kind of more of a middle distance runner. And as I've gotten older, I've kind of started to increase distance. Um, So I didn't start doing steeplechase actually until after my first year of university. Um, How I started actually was in the summer, I was getting ready, I was training for cross country, Mm -hmm. and but it was a Canada Games year. And every four years in Canada, we host the Canada Games, which is almost like a little mini Olympics. So it has all different sports uh, just for Canada. And I really wanted to compete in that and try to make the Manitoba team. Um, And so my coach actually suggested that, that I try the steeplechase. Uh, because I was preparing for cross country. And so we wanted to do kind of like a longer distance event and something that I could do while still training for cross country. Um, So he suggested it. And I, yeah, I did that for Canada Games. I've been doing steeplechase ever since. You were seven-time All-American at North Dakota State. So what were those years like for you? What are some of the memories that you first think of when you look back? Yeah, they were were great. Um, I had such a great college experience. I was was super lucky. Really, honestly, some of the best memories were I was going to nationals my final two years. I kind of went in, I went to North Dakota State. I was I was good in high school, but I wasn't like a super stud by any means. So I wasn't on like full ride scholarship or anything like that. Um, one of those athletes that was kind of like making the conference team, but that's it. And I had a huge breakthrough my third year of university um, and then started making national teams and all of my seven time all Americans awards are all from my last two years of university. Um, so honestly, it was just such a great experience being able to travel around the country and compete was, was so amazing. I had great teammates. I had an awesome coach. Um, I was super lucky. I had a great experience at NDSU. And a great football school as well. Did you go to a lot of the football matches? <laughs> I did sometimes, but we often had practice, <laughs> but yeah, they do a good football team for sure. How about the 2016 Olympics? When you look back on that, what are the first memories that pop in your mind? Yeah, the Olympics were, was definitely a crazy experience. Um, for me, I, I made the team my final year of university in 2016. 
Um, so it was definitely, as I said, I kind of had a breakthrough my third year of university. So it was definitely felt like a huge whirlwind almost to go from like, you know, this girl who was not even making nationals in university or, you know, just making her conference team to all of a sudden being on an Olympic team. Uh, so it was, it was just a crazy experience. Um, my favorite part of it, honestly, was probably just like being able to meet so many different athletes um, and such amazing athletes. I feel like I was really just trying to like suck in any information I could from all these like world-class athletes. I was 21 at the time. So I think I was one of the youngest people on the team. So it was a huge learning experience for me, really cool. And just so awesome to go and be in Brazil with some of the best athletes in the world. It was, it was a really cool experience. Who were some of the athletes you were most excited to see? Oh, there was tons. I mean, a lot of the times I was around the Team Canada athletes. Mm -hmm. um, so it was really cool to meet like Ashton Eaton and Brianne Tyson Eaton. Brianne Tyson Eaton is Canadian. So yeah. uh, both of them were hanging around with our team all the time, which was super cool. Um, and just, I mean, honestly, there's just so many. And even just watching them compete, um, you know, things like seeing Usain Bolt compete is like pretty cool. So yeah, yeah it, was, it was neat. What would you attribute your breakthrough to? Because you mentioned that in high school, you weren't getting the accolades that maybe some of your peers were. And then you had the breakthrough leading to a seven time All-American leading to an Olympic birth. What do you attribute that to when you look back? Yeah, I think it was definitely a lot of different things. Um, my first two years of university, I, I mean, I, I trained hard. I, I love track and everything like that. Um, but as I got older kind of towards once I started my third year of university um, I started to kind of go up distance a little bit um, which I think ended up being a great move for me mm -hmm. um, so really bumped up my mileage uh, I started with a new coach that year as well um, and kind of just made the transition from middle distance to distance training um, and just found out that that type of training just really clicked with me um, there was definitely I think a big difference too in my mindset and lifestyle as well I think kind of once I started having more success in running, there was kind of a moment where I remember just thinking like, okay, I think I can be really good at this. And then from that point on, I was like, just kind of adopted this mindset of wanting to just see how good I could be. And so I just remembered thinking, you know, like if I want to see how good I can be, I have to make sure I'm giving my all to this. I have to, you know, make this a priority, everything like that. So I got way more serious um started training way harder recovering way harder and um yeah so there was just kind of a huge shift in my mindset i would say how about when it comes to mindset how have you handled the emotional ups and downs just of the last year of olympics being delayed postponed maybe canceled then it is canceled just all of it that's <laughs> happened yeah it's definitely been it's been a crazy year or so for sure um i think the main thing with my mindset from it is just trying to uh, control what I can control and, you know, not worry or give energy to the things that I can't, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I can't control what's going on in the world or whether the Olympics get canceled. And, you know, even now things are still changing all the time. And one thing my coach always says to our group is just the importance of being adaptable. Mm -hmm. And I think this year that's been super, super important because it seems like every time we make a plan, things change. Yeah. Um, so I think the way the mindset that's really helped me is just focus on what I can control. And that's my training and being ready to race whenever that opportunity does end up coming up.
Yeah. When it comes to being adaptable, how have you adapted your training over the last year? Because normally you have a plan in place, like I'm going to do these events and kind of build up to it so you're peaking in, in the summer. And without competitions, that's actually going to reduce the amount of training you have. So how have you changed your training over the last year? Yeah, we've definitely changed it a decent amount. Um, with track, like we usually do this kind of yearly cycle thing where it's like, you know, every fall we do base training and we just, you know, put tons of mileage in, get super strong and then, you know, have an indoor season where we start to get start to get ready to race outdoor season. That's when we get fast and when we get sharp. Um, so we were kind of last February was when kind of I ended my indoor season. And so we were just in that phase where we we're like, okay, time to go, like time to get fast, time to get sharp. Um, and we do a lot of the same things every year. We always go to altitude. Uh, we were actually just getting ready to go to our altitude camp in Flagstaff, Arizona. No way. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. We were like about <laughs> to go tickets booked and everything. And then, every, you know, everything got shut down everything happened then um so basically at that point we kind of looked at things and we're like okay we don't know like once the olympics got postponed we decided basically to kind of backtrack and say okay how can we use this time and we kind of went back to being like okay we have extra time to build an even stronger base than we would have um if we were racing and getting sharp right now so we almost like backtracked to stuff we were doing in the fall just tons of heavy mileage and things like that. Um, and, you know, I think different groups and different people looked at it different ways and were like, we kind of just looked at it as an opportunity to get even stronger um, and just build a, a stronger base. So whenever we do get to race, it's, we'll be even more ready. <laughs> but yeah. How about mentally? What are the practices that you do to maintain your mental edge, mental focus as a competitive athlete? So my training group has, we work with a sports psychologist, so we're super lucky in that aspect. Um, so I've actually, over the past couple of years, spent a lot of time kind of developing what we call as like a toolbox of mental skills. Yeah. Um, so we do a lot of, it's kind of a mix of some meditation work, breath work, relaxation, everything like that. But um, really what our mental training revolves around is just being able to have awareness um, you know, working on being comfortable, being uncomfortable, uh, preparing for any situation. So like in a race, whether you feel great or whether you feel shitty, <laughs> just like whatever it is to be able to perform under those conditions and be able to stay mentally focused. Um, so yeah, we definitely do a lot of kind of meditation practice for me having focus is really key because I tend to like get distracted really easily. Um, so meditation helps a lot with that because if I'm doing a meditation and I find my mind drifting off to be able to bring it back and just like focus on what you're doing, focus on your breath. Um, things like that have been super helpful. And, you know, definitely with how, how crazy the world's been the last year or so being able to kind of center yourself um, and be aware of your thoughts and where your mind's going is, is definitely a super important skill. Now, in addition to your own competitive career, you're also a running coach. So what are some of the resources that you offer? And then how can athletes who are interested find out more information from you? Yeah, yeah. So me and my teammate, Mariah, started online coaching a little over a year ago now. And um, yeah, it's been great. So we work with some athletes here in Victoria. And then we also do a lot of online people from all over the world. Um, so basically what we do is we try to really get to know the athletes super well. So we understand their needs, their history with running, um, 
you know, whether they're experienced runner or some people are just getting started, mm -hmm. um, kind of what their goals are. And then we really try to have a one-on-one -on -one approach with athletes, um, knowing that there's not really a generic training program that's going to work for anyone. Um, it's all about kind of adapting it to the athlete, their lifestyle, their strengths, what they need specifically. So we basically how we do it is we send out weekly training to them and then just have contact with them through the week. Um, see how they're doing with workouts, everything like that. Um, and just try to teach them things that we've learned as professional athletes that can really be applied to anyone, whether you're just starting running or if you're trying to run a marathon. So yeah, um, we're always accepting new clients. Uh, most of the time people will just send us a message, um, kind of tell us we'll set up like a zoom call to kind of touch base with them and get started right away. But yeah, if anyone is interested, they can definitely just um, send me, send me a message on Instagram or something like that. Well, I love that you customize your, your training to, to the athlete because everybody's got different goals when you're doing that. And, and you're first meeting a new athlete, how do you develop the trust that's needed? Because especially over the last year where a lot less of it's in person, so when you're doing so much digitally, how do you, how do you develop trust so that the new athlete believes in what you do? I think it's just, you know, asking questions and really listening to them. Um, just because, you know, a lot of people have had difficulties with running with injuries, everything like that. So, I mean, I think the best way to develop trust is just by like listening to what they have to say and communicating regularly. Um, kind of touching base after workouts and everything like that and kind of actually listening to what they're saying and then providing advice for them like that. So, um, yeah, I think it obviously helps that we have a lot of experience in the sport, but I think, you know, not every great athlete is a great coach. It's yeah. a, it's a different skill set for sure. So I think like our credentials help, but then also just, being able to communicate well with the athletes and regularly, I think is, is one of the most important things. And that's something that I've definitely found with coaches myself. Um, just, you can definitely tell when coaches really care about the athletes and are invested in their athletes. What have you learned either about yourself or about the sport from coaching that you didn't know before? Um, I guess, so it's kind of interesting because you know, so much of running, it's an individual sport. Like you're so focused on yourself all the time. Um, one thing that like I've really enjoyed about coaching is being invested in people's performances that aren't my own. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Like it seems really simple, but uh, it's really cool to see. I didn't, I honestly didn't expect to be that excited about it as, as I do, you know, even if it's someone like we just had an athlete the other day, or a couple of weeks ago, run his first ever 5k. Mm -hmm. And I didn't expect, you know, it's, it's super exciting to see someone do that. And it's so different than the goals that we have. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really just as exciting. And yeah, you can definitely like, get inspired by someone, even if it's just them running their first 5k. <laughs> I love that. Are you a reader? And if so, do you have any book recommendations from the, that you love from the last year? Yeah, so I, I try to read when I can. Uh, I definitely don't as much as I should, like many people, <laughs> or as much as I want to. Um, I would definitely say, like in the past little while, my favorite books that I've read would be, um, so there's um, one called Peak Performance, which I really like. I, so I studied psychology in school, 
and um, I eventually want to get into sports psychology. And so any books that are kind of about psychology, especially about running or sports, I absolutely love. Um, so the I'm trying to remember what the author's name are, names are. Um, it's Steve Magnus. He's a big person in the running world. And then um, someone else wrote it with him, and I can't remember the name right now. Um, but they wrote two books, Peak Performance and Passion Project, or The Passion Paradox, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, I read those within the last year and really, really liked those ones. So I would definitely recommend those, especially to any runners or anyone interested in like the psychology of sport. It's not just running. They kind of talk about really performance and even in everyday life. So those are two really good books. Incredibly important, especially in running because so much time by yourself and thinking. What's the, what's the timeline for you going forward? Let's just say an idyllic situation with the Olympics all ready to rock and things back to normal. What's the timeline for you for the rest of the year? So right now, I mean, a lot of it is, is really to be determined at this point, too. It's pretty up in the air. Normally, we'd be doing indoor season right now. Um, for me, there's, there's not really indoor races in Canada. Um, there is some in, in the U.S., but um, right now, if we go to the U.S., we have to quarantine when we come back to Canada. Yeah. So it's kind of picking and choosing, okay, what races are going to be worth it. So I'm planning on, I think, just staying in Victoria here for indoor season. We're going to set up some races here kind of end of February and March, probably just outdoors. Um, so hopefully just get some racing opportunities and then really try to get after some steeplechase races in kind of spring, early summer. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully between like March to June, I can get some racing opportunities and then the, we have the Canadian Championships, which are the end of June, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then for us, we don't know if we make the Olympic team until July. Oh. And we would leave at the end of July. So it's a really quick turnover. Yeah. So it's really just getting some fast races, hopefully hitting Olympic standard uh, before the trials would be ideal, racing the trials and then heading to the Olympics. So um yeah between now and then it's a lot of up in the air because normally we have a pretty set racing schedule and of course this year it's going to be a little bit different and just a lot of just jumping on opportunities whenever we end up getting them yeah well how can people follow along and stay up to date as you complete that journey on to the tokyo summer games yeah so um they can definitely follow me on social media aaron testjak and um yeah, I usually kind of post updates about that stuff. My group is called Vic City Elite. So um, there's a group of us um, uh, going for Olympics and Paralympics. Um, so yeah, you can follow around along our Vic City Elite Instagram account too. And yeah, I'll, I'll post updates. <laughs> so this was awesome. This was fun. Yeah, great. Thanks so much. It was really nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I look forward to following along in your journey and best of luck. I hope we talk again. Yeah, it sounds good. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Aaron. Be sure to give her a follow. Aaron.Teschuk, T-E-S-C-H-U-K. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, 
Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. Aviento.